Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation, the podcast to support your spiritual revolution. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Hillis Pugh. Hillis is an author, teacher, speaker, and holistic practitioner utilizing the gifts and tools to empower others on their journey. Hillis mentors each soul on their path to lift them up so they can see what he sees beyond the physical realm. He's an energy facilitator working with modalities such as psychic mediumship, Reiki, and Lemurian light energy to co-create a deeper connection to the soul. This episode was one of those surprise connections for me. I knew Hillis was doing great work out there in the world, but as we connected through this episode, I could feel the response in my heart, which was way more impactful than any of the intellectual information he gave us. So as you tune into this podcast, just drop down into your heart and feel its response. Get your mind out of the way, avoid analyzing what you feel, and simply feel it. I'd even go so far as to say that it doesn't really even matter what the words are in this episode, they're just something to keep your mind busy while your heart is being opened. Although we do cover some very interesting territory, such as talking to deceased loved ones, we nerd out on frequencies, including 5G. We talk about light language, Arcturian technology, the importance of your name, ancestral healing, and so much more. So let me know how you feel as you listen. I would love to hear if you tuned into that same vibe that I talk about. We'll get right into that as soon as I mention that I've got a wonderful retreat coming up in January, and I would love to see you there. We'll be utilizing the sacred grounds of the Tibetan-Mongolian Buddhist Cultural Center in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. There will be meditation, workshops to strengthen your connection to your higher self in really practical ways, sound experiences, beautiful, like-hearted souls, and so much more. This is going to be deeply enriching, and tickets are moving quickly. So go to karagoodwin.com and select Retreats to find out more. Stressed out? Can't sleep? True Vegas got you covered. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to inner peace with this simple but powerful handheld vagus nerve stimulation therapy. It only takes two minutes, morning and night, to reclaim your peace of mind. This amazing device stimulates the vagus nerve to improve overall health and wellness. Your vagus nerve plays a crucial role in regulating various bodily functions, including heart rate, digestion, stress, inflammation, and mood. True Vega delivers gentle energy impulses to the vagus nerve, leading to a wide range of wellness benefits, including reducing stress, increasing focus, and improving mood and sleep. This technology is the most clinically studied and tested vagus nerve therapy available. It's a drug-free and easy way to improve your wellness. Use code MCPOD for $15 off your order. That's M-C-P-O-D for $15 off. Check out TrueVega.com. T-R-U-V-A-G-A.com. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. So welcome, Hillis. I'm so happy to meet you. I'm so happy to meet you too and to connect with you, connect with your audience and to share whatever wisdom that source soul energy has in store for today. So I'm excited about that. Me too. 
So <laughs> can we just start with your background? I'm really curious if you've always been so connected with spirit or if this is something that kind of developed over time or there was a big shift for you. So how did that show up for you? It's a very interesting question. And every time someone asks me, I always allow myself to think about when did this actually start? And anytime when I think about that, something else begins to open up. And thank you for asking that. And I felt like I've always been intuitive, always felt that I was always connected to some degree. But as a child, it wasn't nurtured so much. It wasn't until my adulthood when I began to nurture this aspect of me, especially when it came to my 20s, late teens, early 20s, where I started to have premonition dreams. And six months later, a year later, two years later, some of the stuff would happen. And I would ask them, like, what is happening? What's going on? And no one in my family could tell me what it was. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. This just happened that I dropped about this. Oh, well. And Do you have the, any the examples point, of things you can remember where that happened? Yeah, the, the one that stands out the most is a dream of my grandmother's passing. Oh. And it was about maybe a year, maybe two years prior to her passing where I had the dream about her passing. And when it happened, it was exactly like it. I dreamt. And I'm like, and yeah, and I had to tell, and I told my aunt about it. I told her, and say, no, that can't. And then when it happened, I said, see. And oh, so you already told her that you had had that dream even yeah. before. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, too, my grandmother was was ill at the time. She wasn't in the best health. So uh, being connected in that space led me down the path of really connected to my psychic medium to really hone in the abilities to our love that was clear audience. So that led me down that path. But once you start down that path, you, you just go from one to the next, to the next, to the next. What's new? What's next? What can I do now? So it's just, it's just the fun, the fun space to explore. Mm. Wow, that's that is fascinating. And I know that one of your like expertise, you you have the Lemurian energy transmission yes. modality. Tell us about that. I'm not familiar with it. I mean, I've heard you talk about it on interviews, but otherwise <laughs> I've never heard anybody else talk about it. And I know it's only a, a small amount of people who have been initiated. So, Yes, it's a very small amount, and I'm only one of two teachers on the planet. Now, I will say that there are other practitioners, other peers, are not personal of mine, but other peers in the space that have connected to the Lamorian energy. But what I do as well as my teacher, we do it a little bit differently. And what makes us different is the fact that we want to connect to Sirius. And that's the origin of Lemuria, the beings, the inhabitants of that time, where they have descended from Sirius. And it is in that space where I connect to the galactic energy that I channel through me to be of service to someone else. And in addition to me channeling these galactic energies, I also connect to earth energies, connect to sound, frequency, connect to all various forms of energies to utilize. Even, and some people may think this is crazy, but I've even learned a way to channel 5G and microwave and radio wave energies to be of service because people think that, oh, that's just wasteful energy. Oh, that's harmful energy. It's only harmful if you believe it to be. 
And so I, when I was attuned and went through the process of learning how to really understand what Lamoy and again, what energy is in existence, you begin to see energy at the source, at the root of it, and then can utilize it, channel it, and use it for your own use and use it for the use of others in the proper sense. Okay, so tell me, what is it like to, or what purpose would it serve to channel like a 5G or microwave energy? Well, with those along with radio wave energies, they are on the lower frequency, they're on the lower, lower spectrum. So they are also more readily available, just like Earth energy. So someone tries to for gamma energy, gamma energy is a little bit uh, more challenging to channel. But when you have an abundance of radio waves or microwaves and 5G energy, you have the ability to connect to those energies, cleanse the energies before you can uh, utilize them and channel them for the use of healing others or the use to assist others on their journey, whatever it is. Is because energy is all about the intention. So once you connect to that energy and then you channel that energy and then you set the intention, it's the intention of the user, the intention of someone who, who calls energy into them. And most people, when they call energy into them, sometimes it becomes them. But with me, I allow myself to keep the energy separate, especially if it's of a different frequency. It's about the intention of how to use it, how to channel it through the body and through the nervous system to be of service to someone else to say, hey, here's a little bit of energy for you that's been cleansed, washed, purified, and now is of use uh, to be of service. Wow. So let me really nerd out here, and this might not go anywhere, (laughs) but I've just recently heard about 1.6 gigahertz and that this particular frequency is like a something that we can tune into to kind of uh, connect to different portals. Any of you have you come across this 1.6 gigahertz as a specific frequency? Not in my physical awareness, but probably in my energetic awareness. I have because mm-hmm. if you look behind me, I have portals all around me. All behind me, I might connect to portals all the time. And in that, you know, portals are everywhere. You, you, know, you can make a portal in, in your space if you choose to, to connect to and set the in, it, yet again, set the intention of where it, you wish for it to go and have that space open for you. And so the 1.5 gigahertz energy is just like anything else. It's the energy that we connect to at the frequency and the intention. And just to be a bit more clear here, when we set the intention, when we set the the desire of something, it's about the vibration we, we resonate with. And so when we have the intention of connecting with the portal, it's about connecting with that 1.5 gigahertz energy. We may not know what it is. Some people may not know. So I know, you know, the sequences, but when we have that thought, we have that intention of I want to create a portal. I want to create a portal. You, you align yourself to that vibration and then that portal is open and joined. And then you set the intention and destination. Mm-hmm. So is that how it would work with you if you wanted to utilize, for example, the abundance of 5G in our modern world? 
you yeah. can you kind of use the heart and use the intention to say I am aligning with that energy and then that's what's kind of moving through you and you're like you say cleansing it purifying it and then utilizing that to uplift somebody else or to heal somebody exactly no and most of us is done also with light language mm -hmm. and the process to be of service because you no know, Light language is all the universal language. Yeah. Well, how did that show up for you? Well, as I was going through the process of the Lamorian Entombment, which took about eight months for me to go through, it was in the process of understanding what the Syrian energy is, what the Lamorian energy is, what the Agatha energy is, the Shambhala energy is. That what was the one after? Sorry, what was Sh Shambhala before and that? The early, well, Agatha. Which is like, yeah, which is the inner earth energy. So mm -hmm. crystal city energy, all these different energies that are in the planet, around the planet. So it's like, it's really understanding what to connect to, what to connect to, you know, what is the best utilization of what and where. So just really understanding that, that process. And when you really understand the process, you then can hone the energy of, of connecting with those spaces through light language. Human language is fascinating, but when I started diving into beginning to write my own light language, I think, hmm, this looks very similar to some of the Japanese and Chinese characters. And I'm like, no, they've been around a lot longer. And then you think about the hieroglyphs of Egypt and the hieroglyphs of Sumeria, it's like this light language has been around for millennia. And when we think about that, it's, it's the oldest energy. I mean, oldest way that we think. Hey, you're giving me chills like all over my scalp. And I'm like, woo! Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Hillis. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I mean, because honestly, there's no coincidence in, in, in why we learn what we learn and, and what we connect to. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at some of the uh, light language writing and you compare it to Chinese characters or hieroglyphs or Sumerian characters, there is a strong similarity. I mean, this information just isn't being channeled to certain people. Everyone can access this when you have the frequency and the intention. It is in that space in which you hold that vibration to say, I want to understand what this is. I want to understand what it means. The issue is the, the point of translation from light language to English language or whatever language you choose to speak, whether it's Spanish, French, or Russian, Chinese, whatever. It's all in that same space. Mm -hmm. So did it start, because you mentioned that you're clairaudient, did you yeah. start kind of hearing the language in, in your own journey? Did you start hearing it first? I mean, you're also mentioning the way that they're written. So were you like... It, speaking it, reading, like see, or seeing it with your mind's eye, all of it. How did it show well, up? Well, I, I, with the light language, it was a little bit different. I began to see the images, mm -hmm. see the the wording, and then I was able to because with me, I I like to to see it, and before I can able before I speak it, I think. I want to know what it is that I'm speaking. I want to know what this is. I'm just not going to speak anything. I had to know the meaning. So I got the image, I asked what it meant, and then I got the light language, the, the universal language, if you will, the vibrational language of it. And then 
I use it in my sessions with my clients. I just really allow myself to hone and connect to that energy. And do you see, do you understand it as like a more from a Syrian lineage? Because I know there are different versions. Yes. And it's interesting. I, my light language that I liked is mixed between Syrian and Octarian. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because Syrian yeah. is the center of the galaxy, you know, where a lot of us come from. Octarian is the planet of all the healers. And so, mm-hmm. oh, oh, well, not all of them, but a majority of them come from Octarius. And so it's in that, that energy that I am connected to with why I'm here. So, okay, I signed up to be a healer on this planet. Okay, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so here I am on my journey. Yes. Well, it's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. And it, it makes me think back to um, some of the kind of more mystical metaphysical experiences that I've had, sometimes I've been able to see as I'm moving from one dimension or dense from one density to another where things are kind of becoming like thinner and lighter. And as I'm passing through, I can see light language. It's almost there's light language right on the border or right in between densities. I don't know if that resonates with you at all, but I'm like, I don't ever hear anybody talking about that. But that's just been what I have noticed. And I'm not sure. I'm sure that's not the only way that it shows up. But for me, I'm like, I a few times I've noticed, I'm like, oh, that's light language. Like right when yeah. I'm passing through. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because as you were speaking, the the glimpse of the reason why that is, is it's a, a barrier of protection, if you will. It's not. It's not the space that everyone can cross over. If if you have, if you are not in that vibrational resonance. So if you are not in that vibrational resonance, you can't cross to the next space, the next dimensional energy. So it's interesting that you, that you brought that up because I, because me, I just go. I just travel. I don't pay attention to the doorways. I'm like, I have permission. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Just walk around. I'm VIP here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you were, as you were mentioning that too, it's like, there's an Arcturian connection. And I didn't even remember that. I I recognized it at the time. And I have, as I brought that story up, I forgot that there was for, for one of the particular ones, there was also an arc, there was like an Arcturian escort or something, but there was a technology, there was a specific technology and it was Arcturian and it helped me to get through it. And as I was passing through, cause I can't always tell that I'm passing through, but I was like, oh, I'm like, I can tell that I'm going through right now. So like from one density to another. And then I'm like, oh, that's light language. And there was this Arcturian again, like I don't, I, and I don't even know how I knew it was Arcturian, but it was just like, oh, there's technology that's helping me and it's Arcturian. You know how you just know, like when this stuff is happening, it's like, how would I know that? But that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I mean, the way we allow ourselves to oh, be open and connect to that frequency of vibration, we can truly begin to see what it is at the core, at the essence of what it is because now especially that we are in fourth density moving between actually moving between all of the depending on who you talk to third density fourth density and then fifth density 
But like now as a whole, we are in for the beginning stages of fourth density. And what does that mean? It simply means that this is the, the cleansing of the palate, if you will, the letting go of what no longer serves the ever old thoughts, energy, ideas, beliefs, relationships, whatever it is that doesn't serve you. Now is the time to drop it, let it go or understand it and move on from it before you get into, before not you personally, but before the collective moves into fifth density or, or higher. And just know that, yes, there are some people who go between fourth, fifth, and higher densities, but as a whole, we are sitting in four. Mm. That's why there's so much chaos, so much unrest, because people don't know what to do in this time of, no, I want to hold on to it. It means so much. No, does it really matter to you? Does it really, is that, is it that important for you to hold on and suffer? Is it, or is it better for you to let go and live and love and be happy? And just, it's just a lot of ways of how we live and making choices and decisions in our everyday lives now. It's just what's important, what matters. I love that you say that and the whole, the underlying piece too of holding on to things because we're used to it yeah. and, and the requirement of that, letting that go so that we can move. But so many people don't even recognize that that's a thing that's happening. So it's like, well, that's my habit to keep going back to this. This is just what I do. I'm not, I don't know what to do if I don't have this anger or guilt or shame or whatever it is. And so why would I, st I was carrying it yesterday and the day before and the day before that and the year before that and the decade before that. Why would I let this go? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's really, I love how you say that of just, I mean, and, and step one would even be just like recognizing that we're even doing that because I think it's just such a habit, you know? Yeah. I mean, heck, if, if people want to start a 12-step program of <laughs> letting go. I mean, I can help you in five, but I mean. <laughs> maybe they don't. Yeah, they're not ready for I mean, five, maybe. <laughs> no. And, and, and the thing is, it's, it's interesting. As humans, we have created such a habitual life. We have created such a routine for ourselves based on what we've seen of our parents, of our friends, of our colleagues, coworkers, peers. We, our life has been so structured based on what we see visually and it is what we see visually where we step into the place of coveting what we see and learning by what we see because every child from the age of zero do speak act by everything that they see because there's only one way of communication for children and that's with their eyes and then they find vocal expressions to express what they want until they allow themselves to better communicate. So that would be a thing of the past because we'll just all you be using telepathy anyway. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, it's, it's in these visual cues that we have learned and we are so set in the way that we learn in our visual space that it just is natural for us as opposed to us learning in an auditory way or learning in a physical way. Those come second nature, but it's in the, once we clean up our, our senses, cause our, all six and nine and 12 and whatever senses we have, 
it all just comes to us. And sometimes it can be overwhelming, which is sometimes why we choose to stay where we are because it's in a place of comfort. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, I side note, more for the listeners, because as we've been talking, particularly when we were on the light language subject, but I could just can really clearly feel like the beam that I'm into my heart that I'm receiving from you. And it's such a like pure, but really tangible. And, and we're recording this in the equinox window, the, the autumn equinox, autumn for North America window. So I feel it is a very heart centered time. Anyway, my heart has been very active, but I'm like, whoa, his <laughs> heart energy or whatever is beaming. Like it feels great and very, very clean. So I just offer that for one, for people to just drop into their hearts and because it, it might be happening to listeners where they, but they haven't taken notice yet, but also just we're having like a casual conversation. This isn't even a session and this is what's getting projected and picked up. So imagine what a session with Hillis might be like what's in there to be offered so i mean you haven't even spoken light language or we've only talked about it so, <laughs> and you haven't been doing any techniques so anyway yeah. just offering that for people to drop into their hearts and feel that so yeah i mean for those who are authentic or it, it just truly resonates and i'm not speaking of myself because heck i think i'm my Hodis critic. I would say that could be done better. That could be done differently. So it's all these, these little nuances that we tend to pick up and find about ourselves. But when working with anyone, it's always so best to use discernment. It's about really understanding who are you trusting? Who are you trusting to interact with your field of energy? And not just your, your physical field, but you know, one of the things that I love to do, and I don't feel that a lot of people in the space that I work with do is I work with people on the soul level because everything is, is stored there. Because just imagine when you took the assignment to come to Earth. That yes, I volunteer as yeah. tribute. I will go to Earth and change the planet. Piece that's of my cake. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least, at least that's what we think and that's what we right. But just imagine there's... Your, your soul is at 100% when you have ethers or whatever space you're in. Yeah, 100%. And just imagine that abundant of energy just there floating around having a good time. And then you choose to come here. And then you have to begin to separate the energies. And, and my teachings and my learnings and everything that I have understood, most so, especially the people that do the work that we do, we leave 70% of who we are in the evenings, 30% here on the planet, physically. So can you just imagine what it would be like if you had access and, and the full embodiment of 100% of who you are? Can you imagine that? I mean, it's, it's just... I think you'd just be like lighting up lights that are turned off. You know what I mean? Just enter a room and the lights just turn on by themselves because there's so much energy radiating. Yeah. I mean, just imagine. And I want everyone just to, just to take in a deep breath right now. 
And as you do, and like, you know, just imagine what it feels like to really be in touch with yourself, to feel yourself speaking to you, to feel that 100% acknowledgement of self and feeling that acknowledgement and the joy and the gladness, the gleefulness of your existence, being able to exist simultaneously already in two different places that you have access to and to feel that you are always connected, though distracted, but always connected. And when you turn your awareness inward to feel that infinite connection and the magic that you can bring and just allow that that moment, whether it's for five seconds, 10 seconds, five minutes, however long you wish to stay, allow for that to be enough. And just allow yourself to bring your attention back to this moment. Wow. And it doesn't take long to recharge and feel that. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it feels like it, so much comes in that it's like even coming out of the pores, you know, and it's like filling the space around us. And yeah, 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 you can even give your soul or ask your soul what your true name is because the name that we have here is our given name. There's thousands upon thousands of Michaels and Sarah's and all these other names. And there's when I started doing the work that I do, I'll read that, oh, yeah. We can choose our name. Like, why will we choose our names? I mean, we give incentives and, and things to, and hints to our parents while we're in spirit. But heck, I'm kind of glad I chose the name I did because I don't know what name I would have ended up with. <laughs> so it, Hillis is your birth name? It is. It's, yeah. it's actually my, my stepfather's name. Ah. And I'm so glad that I got his name. I mean, wait, sorry, you're Hillis's or Pew? No, Hillis oh. is my stepfather's name. So yeah. and was like, it, but it, so that wasn't the name you were born with? No, it, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. So Hillis is the name I was born with. Uh-huh. Sorry, dad. I like, I like Hillis. I love my name because, uh, you know, I, I, long story short, I didn't meet my biological father till about eight years ago. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So it's just been an interesting journey of really understanding this entity called Hillis. So just really understanding who I am and the reason why I say I love my name because I don't know too many Hillises in the world. I'm like, Hillis, number one, right. or probably number three or four, but whatever. I'm the only Hillis pure in the world. You can Google me, uh, all kind of stuff about me. And, and it's like, oh yeah, that's the guy. I, yeah, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm with you because I've been in uh lineage, one lineage in particular where people took different names. So you had like your spiritual name and they were all Indian names. Yeah. And that never really spoke to me. And I had a lot of friends in that lineage who they were they were taking new names and it there wasn't it wasn't like oh that's the wrong approach it was yeah. just for me it didn't seem necessary and it was years later that i was introduced to the fact that ka and ra are powerful spiritual sounds yeah. and yeah. i'm like oh interesting that i was born with this name 
And I didn't realize that, but I didn't feel when everybody around me was changing their names. And that was almost like a step in the ladder, like, oh, I've been around long enough that now I have a spiritual name. And this is happening with people who, you know, had come in with me. And I'm like, oh, do I want that? No, I don't know that I do. And didn't really resonate. And then it was like, looking back, it's like, huh, maybe there was a part of me that understood the power in the, the yeah. sounds of my name without knowing consciously that that was a fact. Yeah, I, I my first love was poetry. I'm a poet. I That's like my, my deal. But I, I wrote a poem a while ago, years ago, about the names. And there's such power in names that people don't realize. Because when I speak to my class, when I speak to anyone, oh, they say, oh, my name is uh, Becky. And I'm like, because I show for Rebecca or some abbreviation of whatever name. I'm like, what's your name? Because the power that we carry in our name is our soul signature. It's who we are. It's what we resonate with. And yes, there's thousands of Michaels and tons of Toms and Richards and Beckys and Stephanies and there's a ton of them. And so I understand that people want to differentiate themselves. But when you accept the power that's behind it, yes, there's thousands of people with the same name. However, when you step into the vibration of who you are, the field of resonance, that's your unique signature. That's why there's a power behind it, a power associated with that. Mm. Wow. So like my, my nickname, and actually my nickname that I have as a kid, I used to be ashamed of. But we have, growing up, we all have nicknames. And so I say, oh yeah, what's your name? And so, and actually I gave myself my nickname. My mom told me the whole story long ago. And there's a, I got a teenager just like, I don't, don't call me that. Don't call me that. You know how we get as yeah. kids. And so my nickname is Aki, A-K-I. And I just think that may be the second time I may have ever talked about this on this show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it come to realize that um, of the spiritual connotation that it has in our African culture. I'm like, oh, so and like, you didn't and know. There, yeah, exactly. I didn't know either till maybe about a little over a decade ago, till I started really getting into my spiritual work. And it's just the power that it that certain names, certain uh, letters, and combinations of vocals invoke. Going back to the light language. That's why it's important to understand what it is that I'm saying, what I'm conveying with the energy. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, it's making me think too of, and my birth name is Kara. That's what's on my birth certificate. But my, mm -hmm. my mom kind of gave it to me as my formal name. And mm -hmm. immediately I was called Carrie, K-A-R-I. Oh. For the first 11 years of my life. And oh, then wow. it was a, a conversation with my aunt and she was telling me how much she loves the name Kara. It's such a beautiful name. And it, for me, it was always the name I had when I was in trouble because if my <laughs> mom really wanted to get my attention, it was Kara. And I was like, no. And I, there's even like a family joke of like, I'm not Kara. I'm good Carrie. I love it. I love it. It had carried with it this like connotation of I'm in trouble. So I didn't like that name. But when I saw it through my aunt's eyes and I heard it kind of anew without the connotation of, oh, I'm in trouble. Um, oh. 
I was like, oh, I do actually really like that name. And I liked that it wasn't as popular as Carrie. I mean, I grew, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s. Everybody yeah. was called <laughs> Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah because of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was, so was that in the 70s? Yeah. But yeah. I was spelled differently. So. Yeah, you're only with a K. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, so there were a lot of carries in my classes and things like that. But that was when I changed it. It was in seventh grade. And it was because my aunt like shone a new light on it. And that was a difficult transition in seventh grade being like, well, now I'm Kara because I didn't switch schools or anything. <laughs> like the same people. And they're like, no, you're Carrie. And I'm like, well, now I'm Kara. And <laughs> Right. And, and you're in middle school and everybody wants a reason to make fun of everything. So, yeah, that was yeah, that was exactly. I had to be strong with that. But exactly when we were talking about like the feeling, your your heart energy, um, yeah. or at least what I was receiving in my heart, there was an, there's another aspect to it where my teeth were starting to chatter. And that is a very galactic sign for me. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen in like highly charged, like specifically galactic things. So I was like, oh, my teeth are wanting to. Ch I was like trying not to. I was trying to keep them from doing that. But I was like, OK, noted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because our our and this is what I love about the physical body. When we are in resonance with another galactic being being whether if we were connected in a previous life or we were connected on another planet or, or whatever the connection is our body responds in that way and that's what i love about the the physical aspect of, of being here i'm not saying that i one day i'm going to remember what it's like to be in the ethos in this physical form but how we connect to one another in a vibrational resonance is just amazing because our body is like, you know, this person, or this is your cue, or this is how we connected. And so the thing began, you, you get the first trigger with your teeth gathering and then everything else begins to follow up in that, in the energetic space. And what is, is amazing about all of this, what I want your, your viewers to understand your audience is that Everything is vibration. Everything is energy. And once we understand that in the holistic space, we begin to understand and walk through life differently. And yes, it can be very daunting at times of living in a 3D planet, being a four or five density being. And we always have to have ways to alter our perception, alter how we do things to come in alignment with the vibration of the ship, the vibration of the chain. And yeah, it, it's challenging sometimes because if we were just pure energy, which we are, but not in the physical space, things would probably be a little bit smoother. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have a lot of, what are they called, opportunities <laughs> through the physical <laughs> Oh, you know, we have a lifetime to get it right. Oh, there's no one way to do one thing. And that's the beauty of what we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a plethora of, of healers and, and that, that word always triggers me, but I only use it for the commercial sense for people to understand what it is that I do. Mm -hmm. But I prefer the term nourisher or facilitator because that's what I do. I help 
nourish people with energy. I facilitate them on their journeys of, of the work that we do together. And I forgot where I was going because I got triggered by the word healer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that clarification. I mean, I do love that like facilitator, nourisher that resonates a lot, but it's also like healer is much more direct so that other people can understand you know, because it's, yeah, I get that. Right. Because people heal themselves. I mean, with the work that I do, and that's why I prefer the terminology that I use because I bring in the energy for them to assimilate, for them to utilize their, in their best and highest way through the light language, through whether it's in person or over the phone or however it is we decide to meet. It is in that space where they become the ones who are in control. And once you allow yourself to take ownership of your energy, ownership of what is transferring, what has happened in your life, then we begin to see things a little bit differently. And it's not just some trauma or shame or any of those laws of buddy energies. It's everything. Be responsible for the bad and the good, not just the good, because we have to have that, that balance of energy. Because if everything was so beautiful and great and good all the time, what will we learn? You know? Yeah, right. Well, and so how does ancestral trauma play into this and into your work? Because, of course, there's like the responsibility that we have for ourselves. But I know that you also work with ancestral healing and trauma. So how does that fit in? Well, the, in the ancestral sense, we take, we inadvertently take on the energy of others through DNA, through the RNA, through the vibrational frequencies and energies. It's just not in the ancestral sense, it's everything. We take on energy from everything. And so, but speaking more towards ancestral, it is in that space too, I would work with the individual one-on-one to assist them to find the clarity of what occurred and if it's theirs or not. And if it's not theirs, if it's not their root cause, then we ask for the energy to be removed. We ask for the energy to be clear and to have their guides and their support team to assist in clearing their space. So the doctors that I call in to assist in clearing that space. But what I've recently discovered in this vein of energy is that ancestral clearing, and, I, and I'm going to speak this slowly so people can fully understand this, that ancestral clearing it was not as important as we once thought it was. And my path of doing the work that I do, what's most important is the soul lineage, meaning the various incarnations that we've had. Because you could have been your own great, 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 great grandfather. Mm -hmm. And if we do the work on the soul level, which I do, we can clear things out on the soul level, whether it's present life or previous incarnations and what has affected you. Just, I don't do it personally. I don't, I don't do QHHT, you know, hypnosis therapy. I don't do that. But what I do is, it is a form of regression to go into certain aspects of the soul to see what needs to be cleared out to be free from. So that way you can't say, okay, that serves this purpose. I can you know, be gone now, that could be done. And so that's, in essence, how we, we allow ourselves to move forward by really understanding ourselves on a soul level. Mm, that makes sense. I love it. 
Wow. Well, thank you so much, Hillis. This has been wild and beautiful. (laughs) And fun. And fun. Um, Absolutely. So how can people find out more about you? Well, the best way to get a hold of me is go to taplink.cc forward slash Hillis Pugh. There you'll find all my social media, any upcoming online events that I have, anything that there is me, you'll find there. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes too, and they can have easy access to that in the show notes as well. Well, this has just been a huge blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kayla. This has been the joy of my day. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to ask you for one quick favor, and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it. Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.